Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Good evening, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> turning into a panto. Um, Happy New Year. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's reminding me of the Chris Dingle. Um, it's so good to be with you all. Uh, my name is Felix. If I haven't met you before, I'm on the team here. And um, whether it's your first time here or you're regular, um, you're so welcome. It's wonderful to gather tonight with you. Um, let me pray as uh, we look at this psalm. Our Father God, thank you so much that you are a God that speaks. And I pray that um, however we are feeling right now, whatever our day, week has been like, that you would meet us exactly where we're at, that the words that we're going to look at in this psalm would resonate for each of us, and that your Spirit would give us ears to hear, um, and that your Spirit would empower us too to know what it is or how it is that you want us to respond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're at the start of a new year. And uh, that means it's the season for cheesy quotes uh, about making the most of your year ahead. And uh, um, I came across uh, this one. Uh, this is uh, my favorite corny quote. Uh, it says, last year told you what you needed to know. This year is go time. Uh, that's Richie Norton. And uh, we hear quotes like that, I think. And um, we probably think, you know, maybe with a slight groan, here we go again. You know, we want to be again become kind of conscious of our failings. We're kind of, you know, still stuck in a job we don't really like. We're still single or in a relationship that feels a bit creaky. Uh, we're still in debt. Uh, we're still signed up to numerous subscriptions we don't actually really use. Uh, we still go to bed later than we probably should. Um, uh, our parents, if they're still alive, well, we kind of go to them for help more than we care to admit. And we're still overweight. And so we think, this is the year. This is the year. This is the year it's all going to change. This is the year where it's going to be a new year, new me. You know, this is the time for the new gym membership or you know, get going in the uh, park runs. Apparently, uh, yesterday's Clapham Common Park Run was the busy biggest, busiest ever on record. Um, full disclosure, I wasn't there. I was in my pajamas. <laughs> uh, but someone told me that uh, this morning. Uh, we sign up for the new diet, uh, veganery, sugar-free January. I'm such a sucker, I've considered doing both. Um, this is time for new looks, new hairstyles, new hair colours. Apparently the beard royale is particularly popular at the moment, so I've gone for it. I've gone for it for today. Uh, we buy new clothes, uh, we make a resolve to ask out uh, that guy or girl from church. And we do all this because, well, it's 2024 and it's go time. Or is it? Or is it? 
Um, sorry to burst uh, the bubble, but the stats say that there's an 80% chance that by February you would have broken your New Year's resolutions. So when it comes to 2024, I suspect most of us in this room are wanting a standout year. So how on earth can it happen? Where can we turn to for inspiration? But well, it might be a surprise uh, for us to hear tonight that a song written thousands of years ago, halfway around the world, well, it might just have the answer for us. If you want a standout year, Psalm 100 shows us. Maybe not even just what a standout year looks like, but what a standout life looks like. It's a life, very simply, of enjoying God by knowing God. Enjoying God by knowing God. Um, over Christmas, top of the charts in the UK was Last Christmas by Wham. Uh, the song is all about a relationship which happened last Christmas, funny enough. And in this past relationship, uh, George Michael remembers giving his heart to someone only to have his heart broken. So this year, to save him from tears, he's going to give it to someone special. And like all good songs, and I say good loosely, there's a pattern to the song. Uh, he remembers, and then he acts. He remembers his heart being broken, so a year later, a year later, he ludicrously gives it away again. <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> well, in Psalm 100, we also get a song about a relationship. Uh, the narrator is singing about his relationship with someone very, very special. He's singing about his relationship with God. And unlike George Michael's failed relationship last Christmas, Psalm 100 shows us that a relationship with God will never disappoint. God will never give it away. It's a vision of a relationship with God that each of us, every single person in this room, is invited into. I don't know whether you would count yourself as a Christian here tonight. If not, this psalm gives you a kind of a snapshot of what your life could look like this year. It's radically different to anything you ever experienced before. The God of the whole universe wants you to know him and to enjoy him. And if you are a Christian here tonight, this psalm might just be the encouragement you need to not only kind of spiritually survive in 2024, but to spiritually thrive. In fact, I believe, I think, I believe, Psalm 100 has the power to transform a faith that feels a bit staid, a bit functional, a bit meh, into a vibrant, life-giving, joyful, and more loving relationship than any of us could ever experience or know. If you're not sure, if you're not sure, take a look with me at how the psalmist himself is acting. Verses one and two. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. The psalmist is uh, firstly enjoying God with gladness. With gladness. Now this uh, Christmas, my son, in fact, my son was actually here earlier, but I think he's gone, that's good. It's way past his bedtime. Um, my son, he's grown a deep and unwavering obsession, not with Jesus, but for presents. 
It was bordering on fanatical. Um, baby Jesus didn't even get a look in uh, this year. Okay, there was a moment when he was unwrapping a present and he was so kind of overcome with excitement as he was unwrapping, he just blurted out, I love presents! <laughs> he just couldn't help himself. <laughs> he was so excited. And that's kind of the picture we get at the start of this psalm. The psalmist, King David, is shouting for joy to the Lord. It's almost as if he can't help himself. His enjoyment of God is overflowing. He's shouting, he's singing, he's worshiping. There's such joy in this relationship. And it's interesting because this psalm was given to God's people to sing, but the invitation isn't just for the Christian. Let me read verse one again. Shout for joy to the Lord's all the earth. So who is this psalm written for? Well, answer, everyone. You know, there's probably all sorts of reasons why um, you're here today, tonight here. It might be because you're a regular here at HTC or visiting, and if that's you, well, it's wonderful uh, to be gathering with you. It might be because you came to one of the Christmas services and you've come back. That's certainly the case this morning with some people who came. And it's amazing to have you back here. You're so welcome at HTC. Uh, or maybe you're, you're, I don't know, you've come basically because you fancy someone in this room and um, you're kind of here for them. Um, maybe they don't know that. I am... Um, I remember that I've got a friend, quite glamorous Christian friend, who was like, kind of like the secret weapon to the growth of the church uh, she attended. Um, <laughs> whenever she was in a, um, a sort of a season of singleness, suddenly all these guys would start coming to the church. Um, or maybe you're here by accident. Maybe you're here by accident. Maybe you just were walking by on the common and you, just, you heard the band playing, um, practicing. You thought, I'll just come and check out what's going on in here. And you're just sitting where you are right now and thinking, why on earth am I here? <laughs> there could be all sorts of reasons why we're here tonight. But the bottom line is this. Whatever reason you are here tonight, whatever your views are of God, this psalm invites everyone here, everyone in this room right now to enter into a relationship with him where we can enjoy God with gladness. And that will ring true for many here, I'm sure. You know, this new year, maybe you're very aware of the goodness of God. You know, the ways he's upheld you, he's sustained you, he's provided for you. But there may be some here where life for you isn't going as planned. Um, I think of a family friend whose Christmas letter said that 2023 was for him the most disappointing year of his life. Or another friend of ours, um, she's in her early 30s, uh, got two uh, children, and her husband has just been diagnosed with cancer. So 2023, you know, it may have been a happy year for you, it may not have been. So when we hear the, the words, you know, worship the Lord with gladness in this psalm, I think we're tempted, maybe some of us, you know, attempted at times, at best, to think, these words belong with the cringy New Year quotes. You know, a bit of warm, superficial fuzziness. At worst, maybe some of us at times are tempted to kind of dismiss these words as nonsense. It's 2024 and I'm still lonely. I'm still unemployed. I'm still single. My children are still a nightmare. 
whatever it is. Enjoy God with gladness? Yeah, right. But the psalm doesn't finish at verse two, does it? Remember, the psalm shows us a life of enjoying God by knowing God. So what do we need to know? Verse three, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Uh, To sum up these words, what we need to know is that God cares. He cares about you, about me, he cares about us so much more than we realize. The name David gives uh, for God in verse three is the word Lord in capital letters. It's a translation of the Hebrew name Yahweh. It's a name that carried deep meaning at the time for when this was written. When King David's people heard the name Lord, they would instantly remember how God always kept his promises to his people and how God had rescued his people from their enemies because he cares about his people and he cares about you and me because this promise keeping God offers to rescue you and me from our greatest enemy too. Each of us left to our own face not only a year, but a whole life weighed down by sin. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the miracle is this. We're not left to ourselves. God cares. He sent his son Jesus to rescue anyone who puts their trust in him. And Jesus did this when he died on the cross for our sins and defeated death by rising to new resurrected life. So King David says, enjoy God by knowing that he cares so much more than you realize. But guess what? His care for you doesn't just stop there. He doesn't just rescue us. But verse three, he created us. In other words, your very existence is dependent on him. And that's true every year we live on this planet. I had my birthday just uh, two days ago, two days ago, and you can guess uh, who unwrapped all my presents. It wasn't me. Every single present, I'm not joking, every present my son unwrapped. And um, My birthday has made me think about what I want from this year. My hopes, my dreams. 2024 is another year of my life. It's go time, remember? But really, really, this year doesn't actually belong to me. It belongs to God. In the Toy Story films, hands up if you've watched Toy Story. Don't be shy, come on, hands up, hands up, see? Okay, okay, most people in the room, good, that's what I thought. Um, it's a good film, good series. Now, um, what was I gonna say? Toy Story. <laughs> in Toy Story, how can you tell who owns the toys? Well, under the foot, or feet, I guess, um, of the toys is written the name of the owner, Andy. Andy, you know that they belong to Andy because his name's there. And in our psalm, King David, he reminds us that we belong to God, like the toys in Toy Story, it's as if God's name is kind of written on our hearts. Your life, your year ahead, is dependent on him. And there's no better place to be, there is no better place to be, because we're told in verse three that God cares for us just as a shepherd cares for his sheep. It's a care that provides just what we need to keep going. 
It's a care that protects us from the schemes of the devil himself. It's a care by a shepherd who has sworn by the blood of his own son to free us from sin and Satan and sickness and sadness in part today and in fullness to come forever and ever. It's a care that has led to our friend whose husband has been diagnosed with cancer to send a WhatsApp message just a few weeks ago to say that she still maintains that God is good. Because whatever our circumstances are today and for the rest of our year, we can still enjoy God with gladness by knowing that the God who rescues us, made us, owns us, shepherds us, supremely cares for each and every one of us if we put our trust in him. And it's to this that King David writes the second and final stanza of the psalm, where we again see a life of enjoying God by knowing God. The enjoying of God in verse four is now not so much gladness, although it kind of is still, but gratefulness. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now this Christmas, I've already shared uh, that my son was uh, very good at opening presents, but he wasn't so good at saying thank you for his presents. Um, There was uh, one point where he was unwrapping um, the present that uh, we had given him, my wife and I, and he unwrapped it, and then he said, I don't like this. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Well, I was thinking this, I was like, what? You have no idea how much effort I put into finding that toy for you and wrapping it for you. But the truth is, the truth is, so often that is exactly how I am with God. I am so slow in thanking God for stuff. If you're like me, you tend to kind of dwell on what you'd like to have. You know, maybe particularly at the start of a new year, we're always looking to the better thing, the bigger thing, the next thing. I'd love to own a house. I'd like to have a permanent job. I want a good looking partner. This is the year I'm gonna pay off my debt. This is the year I'm gonna borrow money to buy stuff and be in debt. (laughs) Maybe all good stuff, maybe all good stuff. But here's the thing, there's no wonder I, maybe we, struggle with being grateful. Because by definition, I can't be grateful for something I don't have. And so if wishing for stuff ahead is all that we do at this time of year, well, we're gonna struggle with gratefulness. Joseph Rear, a Christian writer and pastor, he says this, he says, gratitude requires moving my eyes from the things I don't have to the things I do have. It means saying there is good, real good, in this job or this home. I have to say in one sense, this is enough. Gratitude celebrates blessings received. As long as we're consumed with blessings we haven't received, we'll never possess gratitude. And that's basically the point King David makes in this psalm. We enjoy God with gratefulness by knowing what we're grateful for. Verse five, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Which basically means we're invited into a life of enjoying God by knowing God's faithfulness. 
His love, it says, endures forever. In the Bible, um, our relationship with God is often portrayed as like a marriage. And in this marriage, God's love for his people never stops. Never. If you put your trust in God and his rescue in Jesus, he will never stop loving you. And it's true, whatever's going on in your life right now, it's true if you've messed up big time in your relationship with God. Maybe the year 2023 was for you a kind of catalog of mistakes. You can recount time and time and time again of just messing up in following Jesus. Or maybe you haven't so much been the kind of unfaithful partner to God, but the neglectful partner, you know, spurning God for better offers, better uses of your time. Maybe God has, in a sense, been in the back seat, an afterthought. Well, God's love for us, for you, never stops. He's always wanting to forgive us as we honestly turn back to him. In Hebrew, the word emet, which is often translated as faithfulness, well, it also means kind of truth, truthfulness. And so faithfulness and truth are kind of entwined and connected. And so the point is, when King David says God's goodness and love will endure forever, we know it's true. Trust is key to any relationship, isn't it? I imagine um, there'll be uh, plenty of people in this room who've been burned in a relationship from issues of trust. In fact, faithfulness is in some ways becoming a kind of a rare quality today. Uh, many say that we're in a culture at the moment uh, characterized by broken promises from the empty words of politi politicians to the lies um, we often read and hear on social media. But God says, my love for you endures forever, for eternity. And there's no kind of caveat, no sort of small print, no condition on a vote, no requirement for a repost. God loves you so much, he gave up his son. And he did that knowing that in 2024, we will let him down again. In essence, God loves us not because of our faithfulness, but because of his. And that will never change, whatever 2024 holds for you. So as we end, as we end, it's no wonder Psalm 100 gives us a picture of a standout year and life, because it's a picture of a life full of enjoyment in a relationship with God. It's a life of enjoying God with gladness. It's a life of enjoying God with gratefulness. And it's not in a kind of cheesy, cringy, frothy type of way, but an enjoyment rooted, rooted in what we know. That the God that we can trust then cares for you and is faithful to you in 2024 and forever. So I pray, I pray that your year ahead, your life ahead, would be a life of enjoying God by knowing God. Amen.